Here's what you missed on Many Realms. Kind of miraculously, uh, after you walk the half an hour, you do see the wagons that are still there. This superficially looks like the other rooms that are in the inn, obviously. There are a couple of key differences. There is a circle of strange symbols and writings uh, in what looks to be blood. This is some kind of spell, necromantic in origin. Granny, let's get some whiskey. Granny's like, shot, 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 <laughs> shot, 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 shot. Hey, I'm Jory, and I'm playing Juniper, and it is wonderful to be here. Hey, I'm Jillian. I play Anisha. It's pretty chill to be here. Hi, I'm Eli. I play Olivet. Jory took my word, but I love being here. Hi, I'm Jordan. Uh, I'm playing Mateo, and it's stupendous to be here. Hi, I'm Jesse. I'm your dungeon master, and it's time to attend the tale of Many Realms. Experience points and leveling up. So um, I gave Anisha experience points for their mud battle, their mud bath moment. Mateo, you have leveled up, correct? Uh, yes, I, I have. You're now a level two stink boy? Level two rogue. So that just comes with a hit point up uh, and cunning action I've now gained. And now you're proficient in uh, crossbow as well after Olivet's training. Uh, yes. Olivet, you have leveled up as well? Yes. Olivet now has action surge, which is great. And more HP. Nice. We've alluded to this uh, a couple of times and never really directly addressed it, but right now Juniper doesn't really have like a proper character class. I have no skills. Just when Jory created her character, we talked about it and we realized that like based on her sort of role in the village, it didn't really make sense for her to be like anything. Like she wasn't a character who was like supposed to be a f like anyone in combat or any kind of magical skill or anything like that. So 5e doesn't have any good established rules for like zero level characters. So we're kind of playing it by ear. Juniper has enough XP to level up and will probably take a health increase, but we'll talk about what like class features may come down the road. We'll see. We'll see what happens. And Anisha is very close to leveling up. As you prepare to resume your journey, the sun rises on the Fernwood Inn, which is to say, the sun is impaled on the heavy, thorny canopy of the thicket and drips down the branches like blood from a wound. Stray splashes and drops of sunshine provide enough light to press the gloom back into the furthest crannies of the woods and illuminate the work underway. In the yard, Ogman has dismantled one of the wagons and used its salvage to repair and restore the other two. Granny asks Juniper to help her clean and polish all of her goods, and Juniper, you get the feeling that her determined cleaning is an attempt to shake off the troubles of the past couple of days. Anisha, when you first leave your room, you find a bundle wrapped in paper on your doorstep. It contains six sticks of spicy jerky, dried apple slices, and a jar of pickled onions. Mateo, as you're getting down to breakfast, Ogman heads back in to clean himself up from his work in the yard and he gives you three crossbow bolts. He tells you that each of them carries a slight enchantment that empowers it with a different field of magic. One of them 
can deal extra fire damage, one of them can deal cold damage, and the third deals radiant damage. One each. Captain Alvera, you wake up with a wicked hangover. Yeah, I do. Uh. Try that again. Uh. That was good. That's the level I need you to be at all the time. <laughs> I am incredibly hungover. Yeah, I'd say it's probably pretty late in the morning, too, and everyone else is already up and on their way. Does all of it remember last night? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, she's like 6'3", close to 200 pounds. So she's, like, drunk. She didn't black out. As you get dressed and head downstairs, you pass the door that is once again locked, leading to the strange room that you all encountered, and you sit down for your final breakfast at the Fernwood. Ginny gets down some oatmeal with some cinnamon on your tables and says, uh, Still headed for Willow Run today? I think so. I can't. I can't. Don't even look at me. I just... Jessica will take the wheel today. Juniper. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty good to drive to start, says Barth. But uh, if you want to to practice a little bit driving, I can. you can sit by me. Yeah, I can learn how to drive. Okay. Ogman says, uh, now thanks again to the wonderful Anisha. Uh, we were able to get the wagons back, even recover some of the supplies. That's why uh, Barth has so much food to share. He holds up a little piece of salted jerky and nibbles on it. And he says, um, so what I did was I took basically the best parts of the wagon that had most of its wheels pretty shot, and I used them to replace all the side railings, uh, restring the canvas, and uh, secure all of these spokes. So we have two wagons that are in pretty good condition and should move pretty quickly along the way. I'm hoping we can get to Willow Run by the afternoon. So where are we hoping to get? As a, as a, sorry, as a party outside. I'm just trying to learn. Because I don't, I can't remember the entire geography of the map. Because we got a couple locations from this note, yes? Uh, we're trying to get to Hertshire. Or we aren't trying to get to Hertshire, but she mentions Hertshire. Okay. So um, presumably there might be some information there, I guess. Yeah. Is that like pass will run? Some... Captain Alvera, you have your map. Yeah, I... I don't know how we're going to fare at Hertshire. Why? Hertshire's been, well... A ghost town for at least ten years. Where is it? Uh, well, you know that fork where we turned right? We should have turned left if we wanted to go there. It's kind of equidistant from Tower Hill as Willow Run is. Why is it a ghost town? Well, uh, the traveling merchants have always said that it's overrun by all sorts of whatever monsters they come up with. Cool, let's go to Willow Run. If you say that, then uh, never mind. We'll just go to Will Run. Anisha, what words do you say at breakfast? Hope I don't die today. Mm-hmm. Me too. Love it. Love yeah. that energy. Amen. You load up your wagons, and uh, any last uh, words or deeds as you pack up your things from your rooms at the Fernwood? Can I, like, tip Jenny? Yeah, yeah. Um, we've, we've, we stayed two nights? You said, uh, yes, two nights. So it's four... Yes. Oh, jeez. Oh, no, I can't tell oh, her. Heck. Oh, no. Oh, heck. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't have money. Uh, I mean, you could give her anything, whatever. It's I could like, give her, like, five silver. Okay. Do you do this to her, or do you just, like, leave it somewhere for her to take? I'll do it to her. So you uh, walk up to the counter as people are walking by, getting their stuff packed up, and you um, put down a little stack of silver coins. Sorry about everything. That's, uh, all right. I mean, when you get right down to it, I didn't plan to have any business that night anyway, so... More money than I would have had. Just um, be safe on the road. Don't do anything stupid. It 
kind of strikes me that this group might like to do stupid things, so that's something I'd advise against. And uh, have fun in Willow Run. It's a really beautiful spot. All right, thank you. Okay, and the wagons get hitched, the horses get uh, a sort of carrot strung out, always perpetually three feet in front of them, but they can't quite reach, just wanna chomp it down. And the wagon rolls out of the yard of the Fernwood Inn. After a long day of what passes for sunshine in the thicket, the roads do seem a lot drier, still a little muddy, but Ogman has reinforced the wheels, the horses are well rested finally, and uh, you start making good time. Barth says, uh, so, um, to Juniper, I guess, because Juniper, you're gonna stay at the front of the wagon for a little bit. I guess so, I'm learning how to drive. You, you sit here and you hold this part, and then the horses go on the road. What's this part? The reins. Yeah. That's all the rules of driving. Okay. If you pull on it really hard, the horses go... So that's what I learned in boating school. Um, but she says, uh, so you're looking to head to Hartshire after this? I don't know. I guess there might be something there worth knowing, but Olivet said there were monsters, and I'm kind of all monstered out. Yeah, I, I'd say the same. I mean, that's not too far from where we got ambushed. Monster capital of the world, from as far as I'm concerned. If it's near where you got ambushed, though, then maybe there's someone there who might know something. Is there anyone there? Not that I'm aware of. Like I said, it's, uh, you know, if you're coming to this part of the thicket, you head west on the road from Thorley, and then you have to pass through Hartshire because the road cuts straight through what remains of the village. So, I mean, I know it, but I can't say to her stop to spend the night. And as best as I could tell, there's no one there, but the woods around are uh, unpleasant territory. What happened there? Why was it abandoned? Yeah. Mm, that I don't know. Rumor has it that the, the monsters just are... Uh, we're attacking, we're, we're breaching the, the village too often, or perhaps there was some big attack. I don't know. I wasn't around at the time, but uh, the next time I came this way, having a peace doubt. Do you know, are there survivors anywhere? Have you met anyone? Oh, sure, yeah. Um, I mean, they scattered. Most of them went east to Thorley and thereabouts, but I wouldn't be surprised if one or two went west up to Willow Run. All right. That's a good point. Maybe you can try to find someone. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if... It's really the same mystery that we're trying to solve, but... Hey, never hurts to have as much information as you can possibly get, right? Yeah. That's my attitude. And what about you three in the wagon? Just groaning and avoiding the light. That's that's what all of that's up to. Nothing too particular, I guess. Um, you know, uh, do these bolts, do they, like, are they clearly have these attributes? Are they, like... So the fire one literally like Zelda-esque fire arrow or what? Um, they are carved along the shaft with a rune that okay. activates when it is loosed from the crossbow that uh, creates a small uh, a small elemental magic effect that uh, kind of activates only when they're firing at a target. Okay, uh, just kind of, I guess, yeah, checking my kit, I guess. Did you tell anyone or everyone that you had these? No. Okay. Anisha, what are you doing? Yeah, I know I am looking at all of it, and I turn to her and I say, you seem unwell. <clears throat> well, Anisha, I am unwell. Would you like to meditate? <laughs> uh, does that work? I, I find that... If you can reconnect your breath with your body, you can stabilize whatever's 
going on, whether that's in your mind or in your body. Hmm. All about like, like crosses herself into the very stereotypical meditation pose and starts going, um. Humming is optional. If it helps, go for it. But I invite you to uh, kind of go through your body. You can start with your head, maybe your, your headache, and just try and bring the, the air into your body up to your head and just try and invite that pain to leave. After I think she tries for maybe like 12 seconds, gets frustrated. Uh, it has been a long time since Olivet has had to do something that she is not like at least a little bit good at. And she's like, I'm, ugh. I don't understand how you could possibly ask it to leave your body. You don't ask pain to leave your body. You just, it just, it hurts. I don't get, I don't get this. I laugh. <laughs> Was I laughing at you with your little crossbow mishaps the first 18 times? Sorry. It's okay, I'm. I'm you just go like this, and I, 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 I mimic your uh, stereotypical pose, and I'm just like, ah! and then, and then I, Jennifer, you hear a screech <laughs> inside the wagon. I like shoot up. Is everything okay? Well, yeah, totally. Just uh, We're teaching Cap here how to, yeah, meditate. Doesn't sound like meditating. <laughs> it's a work in progress. I feel good. I feel great, actually. All right, I go back to my conversation with Barth. Captain Alvera, for the record, your Wicked Hangover has granted you one level of exhaustion. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and you have disadvantage on ability checks okay. until it is otherwise removed. So you make your way like this, uh, attempting to find inner peace, perhaps. I think I like the idea of meditation. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna try it a lot. Okay, you try it a lot, poorly, maybe experimenting with different pitches of of humming and moaning. Uh, as you're trying to find just that right frequency that's going to knock you clean out. Uh, Beautiful. Banana see Mariah Carey emerges from the woods. <laughs> I think Anisha will just try to like touch your temples. Just focus. It's not, it's not about the right sound. It's about you feeling connected to your body. Okay. And it's okay to feel sick. If you feel sick, that is how your body is feeling. It will pass. You've got this. I think I say, Anisha, are you still feeling a little upset because you almost died again? <laughs> uh, I mean, I've been thinking about what you said and I mean, as much as I did almost die again, uh, I didn't, and, you know, I, I, I won. I, I, I did something. I dispelled the mud monsters. So it's, it's one thing to, to train and to train other people, but it's, you know, it's never been real before. So, so I guess um, this, is, this is real, real practice, and I think, I think I'll get better. Anisha, who trained you to meditate? When when I was an apprentice at the tower, the former tower keeper would have done so. Okay. That is like standard part of your tower keeper training. I suppose you need to like stay vigilant for long periods of time and everything. Speaking of which, uh, after all of this moaning and wailing and creaking and 
broken. <laughs> you hear a scream. Fantastic. This time, not coming from inside the wagon. Coming from outside the wagon. Coming from inside the thicket. I don't see anything. Up ahead on your left, there is what looks to be a small foot trail that extends into the woods. Should we check that out? Barth is like, I mean, we are making good time, so I'm less worried about that. I am worried about our, well, I mean, no one's died yet. So, yes. The screams uh, resolve into like, help me, help me. All right, I hop out. Okay, Uh, what do the rest of you do? All of it takes her shield and sword and goes straight towards it. Where is this? Is this the front of the caravan? Yeah, it's it's in the woods off to the front and to the left of where the caravan is. I will, I guess, hop out. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of anxious to to get to the nearest town. These trails haven't been friendly so far. The, the only friendly people we've encountered were at the inn, so I don't know that I, I trust what's beyond this path. He also encountered a very friendly light dude. Oh yeah, he was nice. I guess. Before we go head down the path, can I just like look in with my dark vision and have a perception check? Mm-hmm. So that is 18, 19. At the end of like a pretty steep like ditch, there's some kind of ravine and the cry is coming from inside the ravine. Just to establish the order, mm-hmm. I'd like to be as close to as many of these guys as I can. Yeah, use protection. So there's this big ravine that you're at the edge of, and then in the center, there's sort of an even deeper kind of like well depression in it. And looking over the edge, you can see that there is a woman, maybe human or half elf, um, who is cowering in the far end of this depression. She is beset upon by two monsters. They look like a uh, feral kind of canine men, sort of hyena-headed. Yeah, like hy- standing hyenas. Like a standing hyena uh, in ragged leather armor equipped with spears and clubs that are approaching this uh, young woman. And around all of them are these sort of bulbous, fleshy, mottled sacks. And a few of the sacks have ruptured, and from out of the ruptured sacks have flown uh, creatures that look like giant... Um, like a cross between a bat and a mosquito. I will, oh, actually, I'm hungover right now. <laughs> yeah. Do I still, do they, do enemies still get disadvantage? Because I have disadvantage, so maybe they just cancel out. Yeah, yeah. you have disadvantage on ability checks, yeah, specifically. Okay. Which are which are separate from like attack rolls or saving throws. I don't want to get too far from everyone. I move forward to the front of the group and kind of take a defensive stance and I tell everyone to stick by me and I'll protect everybody. And I free action yell again. Yeah, I love the stick by me. That's your voice line. That's when you like select you on the character select screen. Stick by me. I don't have any um, like ranged weapons. I'm gonna tell you, she will absolutely die if you all just stand there at the top of the stitch. I'm just yeah. <laughs> rolling that one out. So I'm just gonna. I think I'm gonna ignore the stick by you, because <laughs> otherwise I'm useless. And I'm gonna run up to number five. So I'm gonna short sword. Uh, so that's a six. So you run up to this thing uh, that has like a big proboscis, uh, is like buzzing angrily and has long leathery wings and you swipe at it with your sword but it kind of nimbly dodges. These things are gonna buzz out and fuck up everyone's whole shit. Juniper, this uh, bug creature flies up to you and lands with uh, long barbed 
legs curling around your bicep and plunges its proboscis into your arm. Um, and you take four points of damage due to blood loss. And this sucker is now like on you. He's, he's attached to your arm. Is he like leeching? He is leeching your blood. It's not a grapple because it is not big enough to like effectively grapple you. You would have to use an action to remove it. Olivet, uh, the other one buzzes up to you, but its proboscis can't penetrate your like actual professional armor. Um, and the hyena creature bats away at the other one that's club. The um, woman is on her ground in the sort of brackish water in the bottom of this ravine, and she's swatting at the one that's kind of crowding her face. Um, how far away is the nearest mosquito? Say 30 feet. I can I can get a little closer, and I'll, I'll try and throw a dart at it, I guess. Sure. You can, I guess, reach it from here reasonably. Sure. 13. That does not hit. You uh, run forward, pull out a dart, and loose it into the air, but this is a, you know, a tiny creature, so it's hard to hit. Do you do anything else? I back up, because I'm scared. <laughs> Love that. The hyena men turn to assess this new situation. One of them is going to hit the woman with his oh God, go spear. But it's gonna miss. And the other one is going to run up to Juniper. I have so much HP now. <laughs> Love that energy. That hits, and you take eight points of damage. I don't have that much HP anymore. Just me? Yep. Uh, I'll take a stab at the hyena man, but uh, I don't know how you want to rule this because uh, I'm probably like half pissing my pants stabbing a hyena man. Um, you can let yourself be like enough of an adventurer to take like a legit, regular, normal attack. Like okay. you, that's only fair. Okay. <laughs> you want to impose so many disadvantages on yourself, but it's like I mean, it only makes sense. Like I don't know. I'm just trying to actually like play this right. It's like sure. These are monsters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think you could make an argument that like whatever rational part of yourself knows that you have no hope of making another situation alive if all of your allies die. Sure. Uh, so uh, with zero hesitation and full of confidence. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> I take a stab at this horrific beast, but it's not horrific because I'm tough. Sorry, that is a thirteen. That does not hit. I I'm so scared. I miss the hyena beast. Yeah, that's and fair. I, I take cunning action. Mm-hmm to move to impose a flank on the hyena. Okay. Um, so, Juniper, you see Mateo run up behind you as this uh, creature gets you with the spear, uh, but he stops up short and has difficulty and fear <laughs> attempting to uh, attack it. So, as the creature looks and, and snarls at him, he ducks around to the other side, hoping to get a better angle. I'm going to slash at this mosquito bat right in front of me. 25. Uh, yeah, 25. 25. I'm gonna yeah. guess that hits. You know what? That's good. <laughs> 8 plus 4, 12. Wow. What do you hit it with? Battle axe. <laughs> yeah. Like chopping like a, a paper thin slice of an onion because it's so fucking small. I think maybe honestly you could reasonably hit it with like the flat of your battle axe. You don't need to pierce it. You can just smash it into the ground. Great. Does yeah. it like, explode uh, with the blood of what it sucked like, you know, mosquitoes? This one didn't uh, suck too much, so it's not super like, but uh, the one on Juniper is getting Fat around the belly. <laughs> can I can I move? You can. All right. Well, with that guy mushed up into mosquito mash, 
I'm gonna move to this hyena man. For the sake of this, they are gnolls. I run up to this knoll. Is this close enough to impose protection on those two? Within five feet, so yes. yes. Okay, it's my turn now, right? Mm -hmm. So Juniper is gonna try and get this thing off her arm, this mosquito off her arm. Okay, you can just do that as an action. Okay, I do that. But that'll be like your action, you can't attack this turn. That's fine, I want it gone. Can I do it in a hurry? Can I like squish it in my hand if it's small? Pretty much you can use one action to remove it. If you tried to hit it when it was on you, you would take maybe some residual damage from that. Mm, yeah, so I'll just pull it off. Okay, wetly, you yank the proboscis out of your arm um, and blood uh, oozes out of the wound and down your arm. This thing looks very sad hud with itself as it uh, pokes and prots its way out of your grasp and buzzes uh, in front of you. Yeah, I'll go run to the lady. Okay. I have some berries for her. You'll take an attack of opportunity if you... Okay. Mosquito thing gets a hit on you. Which lands. And the knoll. Deontay's knoll. Uh, does not hit you. It tries to lash out with its spear as you try to pull away, and um, Olivette kind of gives it a jab in the ribs with her armored elbow and says, hurry. Wait, how much damage did I take? From the mosquito, you took uh, five points of damage. Oof. We're getting into it. We're going to learn combat this campaign. Y'all been skating by for too long. You see this knoll leering over this woman. Um, you get a better look at her. She is wearing uh, robes of like a medium brown. She is a uh, kind of chubby girl with dark skin, uh, lots of curly dark hair, and um, green framed glasses that are now spattered with mud and crooked on her face. She is crawling back against the wall of the ravine. Hey, hey, are you okay? No, no. I mean, no. That's very kind of you to ask. No. All right, we're here to help. Just... Stay low. Yeah, stay low. Stay low? What are you talking about? Watch out, that guy's gonna get you. And, uh... Does that guy come get me? Well, let's see. Uh, whose turn is it now? Mosquitoes or...? Okay, mosquitoes. Mosquitoes gonna not get you, but this guy's gonna get you. So the mosquito flies up to Mateo. And, uh, this one flies over to the hyena man. And I assume you're not protecting the hyena man? No, <laughs> I'm good. So that's a miss on Mateo. And a hit on the hyena man. I feel like I'm playing against myself a little bit here. But um, it does lodge itself onto the back of the hyena man's leg and start slurping some more blood. Probably to your advantage. This one is going to try to drink some more of the lady's blood. Um, and it does. And she screams as it kind of lands on her head and plunges it down into her scalp. Ugh. I know, it's such a bummer. You should help her. Whose turn is it now? Anisha? Yeah. You're chilling like a villain. I am. I have significantly fewer hit points than everyone else here, so nothing's like immediately threatening me. Just your loved ones. I'll get closer. <clears throat> so yeah, I'm about 10 feet away from Olivette, uh, and I'll take the dodge action. Okay, now it is the turn of the hyena men. This one's going to go for Juniper again. You, you really did it to yourself, girl. That's a hit. Mm-hmm. For another six points of damage. Oof. At negative three. Amazing. You run up to this girl, you're like, we're I've here to help you. got this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and this one is going to uh, spend its turn ripping the mosquito off its leg. And then it's going to uh, attempt to 
move away. Oh, nice. This one has a bonus action thing where if it uh, reduces someone to zero or below, it can move and make another attack. Oh, God. So it's going to move up to Anisha. Uh, with blood on its muzzle, a wash in the thrill of the hunt, or whatever it does, mm -hmm. and it's gonna fuck you up. With disadvantage. And that disadvantage prevents it from hitting you. Oh, this one is gonna try to move a little bit, um, at least out of being, like, double-teamed. So, Mateo, you can get an attack opportunity on it. I will get an attack of opportunity on it. That's, uh, 14. 14 does not hit. It's me now. Uh, is this, uh, this being the mound that the girl is on, is that difficult terrain? Uh, no, it's not. Okay. Uh, I, I don't like the prospect of having my blood sucked. That's my most immediate um, uh, thing I don't like. Mm -hmm. uh, so I will take a good old stabby step, 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 step at the mosquito adjacent to me. Okay. I'd assume that hits. Absolutely. Eight damage from a rapier... It's gone. Nice. You uh, fence it, fence its proboscis, like a beautiful ching, ching, ching sword fight, and then you get it under its little underbelly. Oh, lovely. Yeah. That's good. Mm -hmm. um, I will take dodge as a cunning action. Great. You dodge. All of that. Uh, well, first, free action, I'm going to say, Mateo, go feed Juniper her berries. Ah, uh, shit. I'm sorry, her name's Jessica. I don't have any berries. She has berries. I'm going to take a, an attack of opportunity in favor of being close to Anisha. You wouldn't take an attack of opportunity because you're not leaving a threatened square. You're not, like, moving out of its range. Yeah. Oh, I am going to attack this one right in front of me, then. Okay. So, oh, that is a eight. Is that a natural eight? No, it is a natural two. Yeah, natural eight's nothing. Shit. <laughs> I'm going to action surge and try to hit it again. That's a 18. 18 hits. Great. This went much better. Uh, seven plus four. Nice. Eleven. Okay, that is the first hit someone's made against these things. So, um, they're still looking pretty spry and mad. Juniper, uh, you need to make a death saving throw. Seventeen. Nice. You're really good at not dying. That's what I've always loved about you. <laughs> uh, and now it's Mosquito turn. This one is going to continue to bother Mateo, but with disadvantage, because you dodging. And that disadvantage is helpful for you because it does not let a hit. And this one is continuing to drink blood from the girl who uh, is going to act. She could get a turn too, why not? And she is clearly upset about the thing feasting on her scalp blood, but she actually uh, leans forward and uh, takes a look at Juniper's form on the ground. And uh, she, she reaches next to her and picks up a staff off the ground that's wrapped in, like, at the top in heavy green cloth. And she casts a spell on you. You put a spell on me. <laughs> bow, bow, bow. Hex girl. Ooh, that was a horizon. That's <laughs> good, too. She heals you for nine points. Nice. Your eyelids flutter open, and you see her leaning over, her glasses slipping down the bridge of her nose, and she says, uh... You just lie there, okay? Stay low, and I'll take care of it. <laughs> as as something sucks her blood. Yeah, she nice. seems she seems a little nonplussed about it, and she stands up. It is Anisha's turn. Yeah, now that now that all of that's beside me, and there's no mosquitoes, I feel better. So, <laughs> wow, that's so wholesome. <laughs> so I'll start whacking on this knoll. 
with my corner staff. Likes Olivet. Dislikes mosquitoes. <laughs> Thirteen. Does not hit. I'll try again. So much better. A lot better? A lot better. Okay, then that hits. A lot better hits. Amazing. Four points of damage. Nice. And that is the one in front of you? Yes. That's the first hit on that one as well. And they are both kind of leaning back because now they feel like they've got a little bit of force to contend with. And it is their turn. And they're going to try to attack you. That uh, disadvantage is for others and not yourself, correct? Yeah, it doesn't apply to me. Uh, All of it gets hit for three points of damage uh, as one of their spears bashes you in the head. Anisha, you are about to take a hit when um, Olivet uh, lunges forward and kind of mashes her shield against the muzzle of one of the beasts and pushes it to the side like a dog who's not supposed to have any treats. He had his treat, and now it is Mateo's turn. I attack with my crossbow the hyena man that is engaged with the cap. Ugh. Ugh. 12. It's like, you know, all of it taught me how to use the crossbow, but that was on, like, dry ground, even ground, nothing was moving, no mosquitoes, so it's like, chill, you know what I mean? Like, chill out for a second while I figure this out? Yeah, um, so even though I miss, uh, which was what that was <laughs> essentially saying, I will take my cunning action to disengage and still help the cap by moving to flank the knoll down the hill. All right, yeah, you're sort of, it's sort of uh, scrabbling up the side of this ravine and you get down to a position below it where you're pretty sure it barely even notices you um, despite you just shooting at it. It's really focused on cracking open the sweet stuff under Olivet's armor. Like cracking like a meal, like a shrimp. Anyway, lobster? Anyway. I'm a lobster. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Olivet, it's your turn, you crazy <laughs> lobster of a lady. <laughs> well, I'm going to attack this knoll in front of me again. Okay. And ask Mateo if he's uh, doing all right with that there crossbow. Uh, I'm doing okay. You get advantage. Oh, great. So you don't have to be cheeky towards me. I'm trying to help you out. Oh, and I really needed that advantage because yeah. that's a 16 and a 3, so it's a 22. Roll your damage. Great. I take back all the cheeky things I said. 6 plus 4. 10 damage. You say Mateo now, and Mateo uh, tries to get like a bit of a shove going on the hyena man so that he loses his footing, and he loses his footing directly onto your axe, uh, which provides a nice amount of support <laughs> and bracing. Um, and he howls wildly and pulls back as blood streams down the front of his leather armor in huge gouts. Um, his friend, brother, husband, aww looks over and howls in a similar sympathetic rage. All three of those things? No, I don't, I don't think so. You've been watching too much Game of Thrones. Pop culture. Uh, okay. Um, oh, Mateo, you're looking less green by the day. Thanks, Cap. Uh, Juniper, you are on your back in some fetid water. Gross. I mean, what's new, right? Yeah. I, like, miss the days of yesterday when I was taking Also a bath. in sweaty water. Oh, right, now you took a bath yesterday. That's good. So what's near me? I have, there's this lady. Yeah. And she has a mosquito on her head. Mm-hmm. And there's a mosquito over here by itself. Yeah. I guess I'm going to go for this by itself. Mosquito, I don't know. Do you need help? I guess I say to her. She, she, she smiles. She says, no. Do what you need to do. 
She doesn't, I have lost this ladies. She doesn't think I can do anything. So I'm gonna go over to number five and give it a dagger stab. I'll give it a sword stab. And then I, I don't. What's the total? Five. No, not quite. Now it is Mosquito turn and the lady. The lady, you actually hear Juniper from directly behind you. Um, the lady is singing softly to herself. And when you turn to look back to see what the hell she's doing, she uh, has her hand gently around the top of the mosquito and she's singing to it. And then she slowly and like winces a little bit and pulls it off the top of her head. And instead of flinging it away, she actually um, pulls it down and kind of cradles it close to her. She says, uh, all right, let's, let's help you out then. And she uh, moves forward to help you out with the last mosquito. Yeah, she's just gonna try to hit it, I guess, with her staff. She doesn't. And it's gonna try to hit you. It's harder than it looks. She's like, no, you're you're perfectly right about that. Um, ooh, but it does hit you. Uh, for three points of damage. Now I'm at six. And uh, it finds a new spot on the other arm and starts slurping again. Ugh. Yeah, she says, oh, those suckers stay on real tight, don't they? It's quarter staff time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 12. Not so good. Worse. Not so great. The gnolls are going to attack the one uh, that's fighting Olivet. Looks like it's on the brink of annihilation, so it's really kind of going all out. Hell yeah. Olivet, you take another three points of damage, but you feel like you've got this thing on the ropes and Mateo's helping you out from behind, so you're not too worried about it. Speaking of Mateo, uh, you know, newfound uh, confidence... Uh, he's like, wait a minute, these are just like men, but kind of hyenas. And if I forget about the hyena part, it's like they're just men. And then he attacks with that thought in mind, with advantage because of the flanking. And definitely hits him like on 21, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, so I do get my sneak attack damage and my regular rapier damage. Ooh, baby. Um, 16 on... Yeah, 16 total. Yeah. Uh, you see him take another swipe at Olivet, and you're like, wait a minute, he's just a man, or whatever you said. <laughs> I said that uh, he's he's a hyena man, but if I take away the hyena part, he's pretty much just a man, and I could fight men, because I've met them before, and so I can, I can stab this guy, and then I stab him. Yeah, you take away the hyena part quite literally by stabbing his hyena head um, and leaving just the man parts left. <laughs> In yeah. the a man's corpse. Yeah. yeah. Minus the fur and everything else that's... Well, the fur falls off and he turns into a regular uh, <laughs> actuary. Okay. No, no. Just a dead hyena guy. That's the first time I killed anything. That's pretty messed up. Uh, but yeah. uh, that's fine. Uh, I, I'm an orphan boy. I've seen shit, I think, probably. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm going to, once again, cunning action... Don't think I need to disengage, but move to get the flank on the next hyena man. Man, man now to me. Man, just regular man. All of that? <laughs> I'm going to move right in front of the knoll mm -hmm. and attack him. Same as always. So, 20? Not yeah. natural. That hits. Um, seven points of damage. Cool. You, you slice it with battle axe, and it howls again, uh, also in, in anguish, as its brother husband drops to the ground. Juniper, it's your turn. All right, I guess I'm going to pull this mosquito off my arm. Sure. I roll for that, right? No, you don't have to. No. Are you going to move it all? Uh, I don't think so. I'm pretty tired. <laughs> Lost a lot of blood. 
I might like take a seat. Okay. Uh, now it is Mosquito's turn. It is going to buzz off and try to get Olivet because it has drunk a lot of your blood. You can get an attack of opportunity though. Oh yay! Hey, fifteen. Nice. Roll some damage. Right. I guess I probably used my short sword because that's what I've been trying to use all day. Mm -hmm. So three. Yeah. Um, at this point, this one has had a lot of sweet, sweet blood today. It looks like a fucking Viva pinata, and when it tries to like lazily sluggishly flap its wings and lift its swollen thorax away you uh give it a nice underhand slice and uh it careens into a nearby tree stump and just like oh god i was waiting for you to tell me he i pop it open and cover it in my own blood i was headed there and then i was like jillian's probably gonna kill me <laughs> if i go any further this week so uh, i'll save it for tomorrow it just got too greedy just got too greedy, and they thought the problem. There's one null remaining, and uh, is Anisha's turn. Yeah. Oh yeah. And now two of my friends are helping me, and I get advantage. Mm -hmm. Natural twenty. Well, that's happened so many times before. I don't know why we're just asking them like it's happening now. Eight damage. How does it go? I think I look over to Olivet and just kind of nod and then I just lift my quarterstaff behind me and whack it straight down over the head as hard as I can. You cut its howl off midway and the shriek just dies in its throat and it sort of lets out a weak kind of and it slumps down to the ground next to its just brother. <laughs> the <laughs> woman um, is still holding on to the little mosquito. She's got it crooked in her arm. And she says, um, oh, oh, gods above, thank you so much for helping me. I didn't know I was going to make it there for a minute. Uh, what are you doing out here? Are you travelers? What are you doing with that thing? Oh, I just needed to uh, grab one for my research. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm being so rude. Um, my name is uh, Spratt, Elsie, uh, Elsie Spratt. It's nice to meet all of you. Uh, what are your names? I'm Juniper. Oh, wait, it is? Yeah. Is that a point of contention? Oh, no, I don't think so. What's your name? How do we know you're not a siren? What? No, she's not. Aren't sirens all those, like, strange glowy ladies in the forest at night? It's daytime and I'm not glowing, so that's two points in my favor. Although, to be fair, suspicion is warranted. I am a strange woman you came across in the middle of the thicket. I'd be suspicious, too, if I were in your shoes, but uh, let me just say that, um... You can trust me. Captain Olivera. It's a pleasure to meet you. You did some mighty work on that thing there. I don't trust you. I mean, I don't say that, but I don't trust <laughs> you. Uh, Mateo. Hi. It's good to see you. What, what's the nature of your research? Well, I'm a student of Master Hemlock in Willow Run. Not too far down the road, of course you know it. And, uh... I needed a steerage to continue my work today, so I knew they nested around these parts. What I didn't know is that there were some knolls in this territory. I found that out the hard way, if you can believe that. I walked out here in the morning. It didn't take too long, but of course I'm feeling a little bit sluggish. Is it all right if I maybe catch a lift with you? Where are y'all headed? Willow Run. It's not really our decision to make. And there's not really a lot of other places to go anyway. Yeah, that's still not our decision to make. You'd have to ask Barf the leader. Fair enough. Could you be so kind as to take me to her? And just start walking away. She can follow. Okay. Um, I like 
try and get up. It's with some effort. She helps you. Thank you. Um, she says, you took quite a hit there. You feeling all right? Um, how am I feeling? Not all right. I'm at less than half. You'd probably be, like, pretty weak in the knees if you don't have so much blood, too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, like, unsteady. She says, uh, once you get back to your uh, ride, we'll get you something to eat, and you'll feel a little bit better, okay? Thank you. I'm, I'm, thank you. Well, thank you. If you hadn't come rushing in when you did, I'd be, I'd be null food by now. Yeah, I know what that, I, I think I know what that feels like. I guess it was mostly mosquito food. Yeah, yeah, they, uh, those suckers will get you in, but once you know how to deal with them, she holds up the sleeping one, she's like, they're not too bad. How did you do that? Well, it's, uh, a talent I possess. It's something that Master Hemlock taught me. Who's Master Hemlock? Oh, well, he's my teacher in Willow Run. Yeah, but, like, what does he teach? Well, he teaches, uh, magic, of course. Oh, any kind of magic? Any... Well, he's a druid. He's a druid? Yeah, so that's why we study all the, uh, the beasts and the flora of the thicket, so we can try to, uh, make our way in them, you know, peacefully and with purpose. That's what he always says. Peacefully and with purpose. Tell you what. You heal us up, and we'll give you passage. Okay, I mean, that's that's more than fair. I did already give her a, a good old help in a Mother Nature's sweet Gatorade, but, um, let's see what I can't muster up for the rest of you. And she, um... Looks around the little kind of ravine for a second, and she snaps off a little branch of a shrub that has a cluster of small berries on it. And she holds it close, and she um, whispers something into the berries very softly. And when she pulls the branch away, they're now uh, thick and plump and red and look very similar to the berries that you found in the drawer of the toll house. Mm. And she says, these aren't much, but uh, it's kind of the best I can do right now. Hope it's worth your while. Did you just talk berries? Yeah. You never done it before? They got a lot to say if you know how to listen. Can't say I have no... Under my breath I'm like, this girl is a wacko. You don't have to eat them if you don't want to, but they're pretty tasty if I do say so myself. I'm glad I've settled on a consistent accent for this one. It was real (laughs) shaky at first, but she's gonna be important, I think. I think I happily take some berries. There you go. She's got a cluster of like eight or nine. She gives you three. Three. I, I take them. Any of you? You look like you took a couple of hits. It's okay if you don't, but... I, like, brusquely just second wind into full health again. You just do a standing backflip, and you're like, I'm fine! (laughs) (laughs) Alright. Eh, you there? I'm, I'm alright, actually. What about you? I didn't see if you got any scratches on you. Uh, no, I'm, I'm pretty good. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Y'all must be quite skilled to, uh have swept in and dealt with that so ruthlessly. Where'd y'all train? Where are you from? Well, I don't mean to brag, but I've only used the crossbow one day. You're kidding. <laughs> you could not have told I me know. that. I would not have believed you. My I goodness. Know. Pretty impressive, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And actually, I've never used a rapier until today. I just was figuring it out as I went. What, they, they find you on the side of the road or something? <laughs> More like a street corner. Street corner. Get a load of this little cutie pie. <laughs> All right. Uh, Captain, shall we head back? Just one second. And I want to take, like, like a belt or, like, a horn or something that the gnolls had on them. Sure. Um, they had, uh, some, like, kind of crude leather armor. One of them had, like, a kind of shitty crude spear, and the other one had, like, a fairly nice spear that had, uh, like, nice cured leather wrapped around for handles and, uh, a well-sharpened point. Okay, I want to take that, and I put it in Anisha's hands, and I'm like... It's a trophy. And then I walk away. All right. She, Yikes. this woman, Elsie Spratt, follows you back up to the wagon. 
where uh, Barth is waiting nervously with Granny and Ogman. Ogman says, almost dying. I think that sounded like maybe even not dying. I mean, we, we didn't die. Jester to the spear. That wasn't a mud man, was it? No. We're all Southern now, unfortunately, <laughs> to my dismay. No, um, Miss Spratt, what, what was that thing? That's a knoll. They're, uh, they're a little fearsome territorial. I think I might have stumbled on the wrong path, but, uh, I got my man, so to speak, and we all made it out safe and sound, so two fewer knolls in the world. I shrug, I don't know what that means. Yep. It means we killed him. Oh yeah, Barf, Barf, this is the... You know what my name Sprat. is. Uh, okay. Uh, well, Sprat can speak for themselves, so... Yeah, I'll just do a whole thank you. Um, <laughs> Sprat relays her situation to Barth, and Barth says, uh, uh, she gave you guys magic berries? Yeah. Oh, I eat mine, by the way. They're good and heal you three hit points. Then you die! Instantly. Uh, she says, I mean, sounds like she helped you out as much as you did her. I don't have a problem with taking an extra soul as long as she doesn't slow us down. Are you all okay with that? Yeah, yeah. We'll just get in the caravan. Ogman's like, welcome aboard to the caravan of adventure! <laughs> and Granny gives her a little sip of whiskey. And uh, Elsie Spratt sits in the wagon with you as you head down the road to Willow Run. Um, she's pretty cheerful. She's humming to herself. She has, uh, from her satchel, pulled a little wire cage that she tucks the mosquito into and uh, sets it down, and it sort of lazily kind of nods its head and buzzes around. And she says, uh, So if you're all coming south, you were probably just at the Fernwood. Uh, yeah, we just came from there. How's Jenny Blackstock? She seems fine. I don't know. I, I don't know what she's normally like. She seemed normal. Weird way to answer that question. <laughs> no, we'll find. <laughs> she seems super average. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure she's probably having a tough time, especially with business. I mean, y'all heard about what happened to Tower Hill. Uh, yeah, we're from Tower Hill. Oh, really? Yeah. My goodness, I'm sure it must be some difficult times up there. How did you hear about that? Well, all the candles went out. I mean, what was your experience with the candles going out? What does that mean for you? Uh, well, I know the sympathy candles are connected to the, the giant old candle. You can still see it a little bit from Willow, right, if you stand in the right place on the right night. So, uh, when they all went out, we assumed something happened. I haven't heard any news since then. Did the magic fade, or was there an eclipse? I would have known if there, there wasn't an eclipse. Now I could tell that. No, the candle was destroyed. <sighs> oh, goodness me. That is hard to hear. What's to be done now? Try and get it back. Didn't what? you write down or make a note of that symbol? Oh, I did. Do you want me to show it to her? Well, I guess as more of like a aside, it's kind of like, hey, should we, should we, uh, that yeah. weird blood thing? Should we show this? What's her name again? Elsie. She also just goes by Sprat sometimes. It's Sprat. Um. Sprat. She's adorable. I've decided. Hey, Sprat. Yeah. As a druid, mm -hmm. how much do you know about, I guess... Blood. <laughs> <laughs> like, pretty knowledgeable about magic. Well, I guess I ought to tell y'all the truth, and I mean, I'm, I'm a druid-to-be. You know, I'm in training still with Master Hemlock, and 
hopefully soon I'll, I'll take on the full mantle, but uh, I, I'd say I'm fairly skilled. I could do the berries thing. I can talk to animals sometimes. Um, I healed you well enough at that. You, you did. So we're we're on a bit of a mission. Do you guys mind if I... Can we, would we be able to meet Hemlock when we get to... I'd be delighted to introduce you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, a disregard might. for now. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe she knows something. We're trying to figure out something about what happened to the candle. That's really why we're going to Willow Run. That's your job, is it? Like, that's why all of you are traveling? Oh, well, yeah, that's why we're traveling. Oh, goodness. And we found this. Does it mean anything to you? I show her the uh, drawing I made of it. I mean, it was in blood on the floor of a hotel room. Uh, and Ginny's in the Fernwood. And I just did my best to copy it down. Um, let me take a look. And she holds it up to the window light to get a better view. And she kind of mumbles to herself. And she says, well, it's a divination spell. I don't know how much y'all know, but... Uh, we know it's a divination spell. Yeah. We know it's maybe necromancy or something. Absolutely, yeah. I'd say, um, whatever this was, someone was using it to locate, it's hard to exactly specify, maybe an object or maybe a person, but, uh, an aura. It's trying to detect magic somewhere. Necromantic magic, maybe, by the looks of it. It's looking for some kind of power source, and that, that might be a, you know, a great artifact or a person or even, like, uh, certain kinds of wind. Wind's very powerful. Don't just count it. That's all Elsie tip. All right, I will ca- account for the wind. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much for the ride. In fact, uh, I think we're not too far now. And um, she is right. Less than 10 minutes later, the wagon crests a small hill and turns a sharp corner. And as you turn the corner, the town of Willow Run comes into view. A gentle brook coils lazily through the heart of the town, its banks dotted with green and white willow trees that lend the town its name. Small houses and cottages are arranged on meandering, curving roads, and each one has a sizable garden attached. Many of these gardens look to be filled with mushrooms and root vegetables, and further in the distance you can see properties with larger amounts of farmland. Two things catch your eye. The first is that several of these homes are dotted with small, glowing blue lights. As you get closer, you can see that something growing in each of the gardens is giving off a tealish glow, but they're too small to make it out from this distance. The second thing you see by the riverbank as you draw close is a statue of a woman, styled similarly to the statue of Ulicon in the Tower Hill Village Square. Then Elsie interrupts your odd silence. Look there, she says, pointing out the wagon window. That's Master Hemlock's house. Thanks for listening to Many Realms. We are a fun group of guys and gals, just potting casts, casting pods, and chasing our dreams, and we'd love it. If you join us in this adventure, make sure to follow, like, subscribe, share, fave, tweet, all that good stuff. And we'll see you next time on Many Realms. <laughs>